Hello, everybody, and welcome to Juge Health. I am your podcast host, Juju Roberts, and I am so excited you are here. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things ranging from health, fitness, relationships, and how to never stop shining your light. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Juge Health. Today, I am so excited because we're talking about a topic that has yet to be discussed, and it is all about CrossFit. I have the queen of CrossFit, Maddie Myers, on today. She is a fellow duck, and we actually met in a journalism class. Um, We immediately got along because we both share a love of fitness and dance. When I knew Maddie back in college, she was teaching spin classes at a local studio in Eugene and was the absolute best. And now she shares her passion for CrossFit and competes with her gym, Treeline CrossFit in Eugene, Oregon. It's been really awesome to watch Maddie share and inspire people with her passion of CrossFit. Maddie, you're such a badass and inspire me to know that I can do the things that are hard and push myself to be uncomfortable. Um, For me, being a fellow dancer, it's really awesome to see dancers turn into extreme athletes. And I'm just super inspired by you. Thank you for being on the podcast and welcome Maddie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I am so excited because I mean, we've been friends since we were what? 19 years old. Yeah. Little ducks, little ducks, long time. And you just graduated too. Yes, I did. June. Oh my God. Isn't it crazy? I'm so glad it's all over. (laughs) (laughs) Literally me too. I am so glad. Yes. It was a good time though. It was. And, um, I feel like without our experience, we wouldn't be here right now. So we're not. Yeah. I wouldn't be the person I am now. (laughs) Um, before we get started, do you want to just give a little intro about you say anything you want, like where you live, everything, all that stuff? Absolutely. Um, I'm Maddie Myers. Um, I'm 22. I'm from Portland, Oregon, but moved permanently to Eugene, Oregon after college. I loved it here. Um, I was a dancer my whole life and taught spin during college. I tried to do dance team for a year over college or during college. Um, That didn't quite work out for me. That definitely wasn't my route. Tried to do spin, loved it, and found CrossFit afterwards. I just found that I was looking for something more competitive and three years down the road and I'm still obsessed and loving it. So that's mostly what I do now. And I work for Lululemon and hang out in Eugene with my dog. I love that. And it's just, you've clearly evolved so much from being a dancer and now to being a CrossFit queen. And I can't wait to dive into that. Um, I say we just get started. Absolutely. Um, So when did you start dancing? Oh gosh, I started dancing when I was in third grade, so I was pretty little. And did you, you competed, right? Yeah, I didn't compete, like, for my high school. I competed in studio. Um, Yeah, I did that for probably, like, seven or eight years. I did it all through part of elementary school, all middle and high school uh, on dance team. Um, When you were dancing... Did you ever do any other forms of working out or you were just solely a dancer throughout your like younger years in high school? I feel like I ran here and there as I feel like everyone does like the occasional few miles. But other than that, 
like mostly just dance. It was a never a workout. I mean, as you know, it's like four hours a day. So you didn't really need anything else at the time. Yeah, no dancing for those listening who do not think dancers are athletes. I can 100% argue with you for like as many hours as you want to go on about it because <laughs> it's insane what we do. And the amount of hours that you have to put in and the days that you have to put in, it's yeah, it's a lot. No, it isn't. I can definitely attest to doing those occasional miles too. growing up. It was like your dance teacher's going, you need to work on your cardio for your dance performance. So let's go run. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Or even just trying to lose the weight to look like other dancers. Like I didn't look like other dancers. I was a bigger, like quote unquote dancer. So it's like, you feel the pressure of wanting to look like everyone else who's there. Uh, I am so glad you said that because I felt the same way kind of growing up, um, had a muscular body. My legs were, I have bigger legs. They're just super muscular. And you look at other dancers and the ones who are winning are the skinny tall girls. And I hate to say it, but that's, that's the facts. It was hundred percent. Um, and it wasn't always easy to come to terms with that. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know about you, but some of my teachers weren't always super supportive of the body that I had. Yeah, me either. I even had like other dance, like, you know how dance moms can be. I had dance moms tell their girls who were younger than me, oh, well, you'll look more like that girl because she's a little bit bigger. And the girls didn't know any better. And so these little girls would come up to me when I was at like my lowest point being like, oh, my mom told me I'm going to look like you because you're a bigger dancer. And that's like the last thing you want to hear when you're already having such a negative mindset. Like not only do you feel the pressure from other dancers, teachers, now you're having dance moms tell their children that you're a bigger dancer. And just imagine what that does to both that younger girl and you by someone saying that, because we're so young, we don't know any better. So it really affects us to this day. Like I am affecting, like (laughs) it's past trauma that has been brought from such a young age to now and that's the reason why like we have done the things that we have done before just because of the way we were brought up in the dance world yeah um it's really crazy and if you don't mind me asking um did you ever like find yourself doing anything like any unhealthy habits like while you were a dancer oh my gosh absolutely Um, I would try to like starve myself, not eat a lot of calories. Um, but then I would be starving and binge eat a bunch of food. Um, my version of like purging would be like trying to drink a bunch of prune juice or like take laxatives. Um, or when I got into college, the rec is open so late and I would not eat all day binge and then go I would like keep track of how many calories I like binge ate and like go to the runner. And until the calories on the runner said what I had eaten, like I wouldn't get off. So there's a lot of different things that I did, but um, obviously none of them were healthy and none of them worked. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy that like, thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy at all. And I mean, obviously I knew you in college and I had no idea that was going on with you. You know, like to me, you seemed like, you were happy, you were a dancer, you loved working out just like me. And you don't think of the negative things that people do when no one else is watching, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it makes me sad to hear that. Um, but I can definitely relate to you too. I think it was both a blessing and a curse that the wreck was open so late because I would do the same thing in my own way. Like I would miss out going out with friends because I thought that going on an hour run would be more beneficial for me than like enjoying myself or because I ate like the mac and cheese at the freaking dining hall. Like I got to go work <laughs> it off, you know? Yeah. Um, it's super sad that, you know, so many people go through that same experience that we did and no one knows about it and they feel so alone. Yeah. Not a lot of people are very forward about it until it's over with. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, I have this magic cure. I'm totally fine. Now I don't do that. And it's like, what was the mindset shift? And I feel like, unfortunately, almost everyone has to learn it the hard way. Yeah. There was a way to reach girls at younger ages before it all happened. But from what I've seen so far, everyone's gone through it and no one talks about it until it's over. Exactly. What would you say that your mind, if you don't mind sharing, what, what do you think your mind shift was to, like, once you realized okay, this needs to stop. Yeah. Um, I honestly wasn't healthy until I found CrossFit. I had heard the phrase food is is fuel, but I never believed it um, until I started CrossFit because for the first time, it wasn't about what I looked like. It was about how I performed. And yes, as a dancer, it is how you perform, but it's also how you look on stage. Um, or on the basketball court when you're dancing or wherever you are with so many people watching you. Yeah. It was the first time that I felt like, oh, I want to lift this heavier barbell. I want to be able to get this gymnastic movement. I want to be able to do better in this workout. And those were my goals, not about how many calories I was eating or not eating. Um, That was the first time that I truly got healthy. And I will say like even three years down the road, it's still hard. And my boyfriend, Ryan, and I still had this conversation the other day. He was talking about, um, like fasting, how people do chunks of their mornings or afternoons or whatever, where you don't eat. And I was like, I can't do it. I know myself like that's still too triggering for me. So I feel like I found my healthy balance. I'm in a way better place, but those thoughts are still there, but it was definitely the mindset switch I needed. Yeah, no, I love what you said because you mentioned that the thoughts are still there. And I think people perceive like someone getting better with like their healthy, like their unhealthy habits as there's a magic cure. And one day you're just not going to think those things anymore or want to do those things. But it's like, no, the thoughts are still there. It's a forever ongoing process. It just, you get stronger as the years go on, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you, so going back to CrossFit, because now I want to dive into that, obviously. When did you start to get into CrossFit? So when I was in high school, I took a few strength training classes and I really liked them mostly because they were a break from school. But I did like the classes. Um, And I worked for Lululemon. And a few years ago, I had a coworker who had heard about CrossFit, wanted to go but didn't want to go alone. And so I said, I would go with her. I called the gym. It was tree line and was like, Hey, can we pop into a class? He was like, do you have any weightlifting experience? And I said a little bit, but not very much. He's like, cool. Um, yeah, you're totally fine. I'll be here all night. Like come to any of the night classes. I was like, okay, sounds great. My friend and I went 
but I'm a all or nothing kind yeah. of person. I can't dip my toe in like a little bit of yoga, a little bit of CrossFit, a little bit of this and that zero or a hundred. So I went to one CrossFit class and it was so hard for me because I didn't know how CrossFit classes flow or I didn't know any people there. I didn't know what all the movements were. I didn't know the coaches. So it was so nerve wracking, but I knew that the only way I'd get over that is if I forced myself to go at least five days a week Yeah, for a few weeks, because that was the only way I was going to meet people. That was the only way I was going to learn movements, et cetera, et cetera. So I kept going. My friend went to one and never came back, but oh I just I really liked the environment and I was zero or a hundred and I was like, Hey, I'm signing up for membership. I want to do this. He was like, really? You can wait it out another couple of weeks. I was like, Nope, I'm in. And the rest was history. I love that. And it's, it's funny that your friend was the one who encouraged you to go. And then she's like, I'm out of here. You do your thing. Like it was meant to be. It's funny how things play out. It is. Yeah. Um, so when you were there, your first class, did you just feel like you were on such a high after thinking this is what I want to do? Or what was that feeling like? Yeah, really the complete opposite. It was <laughs> like, actually, no, I actually, I really hate not knowing what I'm doing. It's so frustrating for me. Yeah. It's frustrating not feeling good at something or not even understanding it. And so I was just dying. Like I was embarrassed that I had to ask what every single warm up movement was coming from dance. So I'm like, I'm flexible. I'm strong. Like I know every warm up that my like coach could throw at me. And yeah. now I'm like, what's a downward dog? Not literally. I know what that is. But yeah, like, what are all these things? And then you have to go get a barbell. Well, there's three different weights of barbells. How am I supposed to know which one? And all these different places you can like hold the bar and oh my gosh. And then you had to do the like lifting and then the workout and it was a lot. And it was a hard athletically, but B just frustrating to not know what was going on, but I wanted to be able to do it. And so it was almost like, it was so frustrating and I wanted to be good at it. So I just kept going. Yeah. I knew, I, I knew I could love it. I will say that like I finished it and I was like, wow, I could love this, but that was hard. <laughs> It's that inner dancer competitor in you where you're like, this is fucking hard and, but I'm going to succeed and I'm going to do it and I'm going to push through. So yeah, really awesome. And I think that's such a great thing to say because so many people think when they first go and do a new workout or they go to a new class or whatever it is that they're doing in the fitness realm that it's going to be a piece of cake and it's going to be great. No, like you, you literally start from the bottom. No matter what workout it is. No matter what, like for you, that was CrossFit. For me, that's, that was running. Like you can't go in expecting that you're just going to be the best automatically. It's very, hum it's a humbling experience. Oh yeah. Um, of course, I'm sure there were days where you were like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not doing this. What kept you going? Like, what was that motivation that you were like, I'm going to keep going CrossFit. I'm going to keep doing this. I know this shit is hard, but I want to be here. Like, what was that motivate? Like, what was that motivator for you? Yeah. I think a big thing that people don't realize about CrossFit is how much of a family it is. Mm -hmm. I really could go to any single class throughout the day and I have friends. 
but not just friends, like family. People who will text me if they don't see my name on the board. Like, why didn't you come today? What was your weight? What, what was your workout time? Um, and so at this point, and even like a year ago, I would say half the time, it's not even a thought of like, I have to go to another workout today. It's, oh, okay, well, I get to go see my friends now. It's like my social hour and my competitive hour. And I think truly like once you find your why, you'll show up. It's hard and half the days are hard. And, you know, when you're really busy and have to go to the 5.30 a.m. class because there's no other time you can go, it sucks. But any movement for me is better than no movement. And I've never done a workout and regretted it. And that's kind of just what gets me out of bed in the morning as well. If I don't do it, I'm going to be mad at myself. And I'm going to be nothing but happy with myself if I do it. So just put on your clothes and go. I love that. Um, How many days a week do you do CrossFit and work out in general? Like what's your kind of split? Yeah, I don't recommend this, but I only take one day off. Um, I have Sundays as a full rest day. Um, Typically I was doing CrossFit um, Monday through Saturday, but Thursdays are not heavy weight wise. They're more cardio style. And then Saturdays in most, this is how it is with most CrossFit gyms, Sunday closed Thursdays is like lighter weight and cardio workouts and Saturdays is partner workouts, um, which is really fun. But right now, because we've talked about this a little bit, but I decided to run a marathon. Let's go. Um, (laughs) Let's go. Um, so I'm also running three to four times a week. So right now I run and do CrossFit Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays is just CrossFit Thursdays. I don't do CrossFit anymore. I'm just running Fridays, just CrossFit Saturdays, long run Sunday off. I love it. When you told me you were doing the marathon, I was so excited for you. Thank you. We would converse like back and forth. Like when you would work out, I would comment on you. When I would run, you'd comment on me. So it's it's really, it's always just super inspiring and motivating to hear people say like, I'm going to do a marathon or I'm doing this. And I'm really excited for you. And you're going to like absolutely crush that. Why, why did you decide that you wanted to do the marathon? So I actually signed up for the 2020 Eugene marathon. And I feel like I was in a lot unhealthier of places and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it was right when I had started CrossFit. So I was really looking for something to get competitive in. And my old store manager of Lululemon at the time had said she'd run it with me. So we kind of started to train a little bit together and I kind of started to fall in love with CrossFit more and wasn't really training for the marathon. So then I had such a negative mindset on running because I was like screw that I signed up for this stupid thing I don't want to do it and I just wanted to CrossFit and then as luck would have it COVID happened and the marathon didn't happen um but really the main reason that I've always wanted to run one is I started creating kind of like in my head a bucket list of athletic things that I want to do and that was just one of them. I ran two halves that I didn't ever train for. I just went out and ran them. Um, I ran hood to coast with two days notice with a whole group of people I didn't know. And that was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in my life. And I remember that. 
It was so amazing. Highly recommend if you ever have the chance to do Head to Coast. And then explain what that is. Yeah, Head to Coast, you run from Mount Hood to the Oregon coast and seaside. There's two vans and you're in a van with half the team. And then the other half the team is in the other van. And you each, every person runs three legs. So there were about, I think mine were five to seven miles. Again, didn't train, had two days notice. And it was for the our Lululemon regional manager. So of course I already barely know this woman. She's like my boss's boss's boss or something like that. And she's in the other van. So I literally knew nobody. Um, and it was the most incredible thing. I was the second leg in van one. So somebody else ran the first leg down the steep end of Mount Hood super early in the morning. And then I got a little bit flatter, but mostly downhill while the sun was rising, like running down Mount Hood. It was incredible. And then you run later that evening. And then I had to run at like three o'clock in the morning. And then you end in Seaside and it's a huge party and free drinks and live music and vendors and food. And I mean, everyone just conquered this huge thing together. Um, yeah, running is surreal when you're done. <laughs> it's a yeah. great of accomplishment. So having done all these running things and dance and CrossFit and everything, um, I've just set a lot of athletic goals for myself. And I said, one day I want to run a marathon and then CrossFit is mostly online right now competition wise and I as I'm sure you are too are itching to do something in person I want to compete so bad that I don't even care what it's in anymore obviously to the point where I was like well Eugene Marathon's back in person and I guess we're gonna do it <laughs> I'm so happy yours is in person because I did the virtual one and it was ass <laughs> I saw that you did that I couldn't believe it um I can't imagine like I can go on and on about it, but I, yeah, it was insane. But the feeling like what you just said after hood to coast, the feeling after running is so surreal. It's, there's nothing like it. You just feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah. Um, and I feel it, insane. but I'm super excited for you in that journey. And I can't wait to hear about that. Um, but going back, I kind of want to dive into you being um, a star cycle instructor. Yeah. And just kind of what that was like and where you were in your fitness journey in that point of your life. And um, just explain a little bit about that. Yeah, I taught at star cycle for, I think, around a year and, and then on and off for another year. Yes. So I quit dance team the day that I started Star Cycle. Okay. Um, and then I didn't start CrossFit, I would say, until a few months after starting Star. So I was coaching there. For anyone who doesn't know, it's 45-minute classes on a bike. Um, you can get off as an instructor, but for the most part, you're moving for 45 minutes. It's so, yeah. so hard. Um I was doing that at least five times a week. Some days were doubles. I've done a few triples, um, barely any days off, but it's, there are weights and there are harder, like heavier times of it, but it's mostly cardio. And I was not in a very healthy place with my eating at that point. So I mostly viewed it as 
oh my gosh, I'm burning all these calories. I was wearing my Apple watch, you know, like workout doesn't count if you don't wear it. Um, trying to eat less than I was burning. And like, I was proud of myself for eating less than I was burning. And um, always felt like such a rock star when I would do doubles. And um, I felt like I was doing something that nobody else could do, you know, um, holding myself to a high standard. And then and I started CrossFit um like I said almost a year later gosh I don't know a few months into it to a year (laughs) and I started to realize that food food is fuel and I heard that so many times and just didn't really believe it um I truly believed that under eating was the only way to look the way that I had wanted to look and then all of a sudden I wanted to eat more protein because I wanted to lift a heavier barbell and I wanted to eat more protein and drink more water and get more sleep because I wanted to get a gymnastics movement. And I wanted to spend extra time in the gym to do X, Y, or Z to practice all these movements. But I started to realize I didn't have the energy for it because I wasn't eating enough. Um, and I had amazing coaches. If you're in Eugene, I couldn't recommend Treeline enough. Um, not only will they help you with your workouts, but your nutrition and anything else health-wise that you have questions about. Um, I learned a lot about macros for the first time in my life and how to actually like measure macros and what that really means because I had heard about it and had no idea what that meant or how to do it. Um, and for me, that was truly a game changer. Um, a lot of people think that counting calories and macros can be restrictive. And for me, calories does feel restrictive, but macros for me opened up my eyes to how much I was under eating because for the first time ever, I had to try and eat enough to hit those numbers. It is hard to eat clean and hit macros. So it actually forced me to eat more. And I have photos of deep in the star cycle, like bunch of cardio, under eating, like photos of my body. And then literally two months into CrossFit and I'm like completely, my body composition is completely different and I weighed the exact same, but your body composition can change so much. So yeah, Star Cycle was amazing and coaching and doing spin is amazing, but I think without proper nutrition, any sport is, can be unhealthy. Yeah. And we were just talking about that before we had hit record and I was trying to tell you this in a non-creepy way that I was stalking your Instagram and (laughs) I saw your body change from when you used to dance, teach a lot of cardio cycling and to transitioning into CrossFit and your body composition truly has changed and not, you, you did not look bad before, but now you are healthy. You're strong. You probably have the body you never thought you would have. Or you, it wasn't possible because you were under eating. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible because I thought under eating was the only way to get there. Yeah. No. And I think, uh, it's just so many people are looking at fitness, health and eating in the wrong way. And it makes me so sad. And, but you know, it's like what you said earlier in the podcast, if it wasn't for those lows, you wouldn't be at this high right now. And you're still learning. Like you're still figuring it out. And I, I will say, I actually just started to, um, do macros as well. That's um, awesome. And 
it's such a game changer. A hundred percent. It's so hard to hit the numbers that you're supposed to eat. Um, I'd love to pick your brain, um, another time after to talk about that, because I'm still like a little confused with them, but I've been like starting to do my macros and tracking my calories, not because, um, solely just because I want to see if I'm under eating because for so long, like you, I, I was under eating for the amount I was doing. And I'm like, why aren't I not, why am I not having the results in the body that I want? It's because when you don't eat enough, there's nothing for your body to work off. It just hangs on to everything, especially with working out as much as we do. If you don't eat enough, your egg going to have less energy and your body's going to hold on to the fat. You're never going to lose it. Exactly. And, um, it's insane. And I won't touch on the super long, but I was telling Maddie earlier, my last marathon that I did, I actually gained unhealthy weight because I was doing so much cardio and no strength. So what you have to say is a testament to what I went through. And now I'm trying to build back my strength, focus on the strength training, still doing cardio, but just not obsessively. Yeah. I think CrossFit has a bad reputation, um, of making you like bulky and every woman who does it is going to look huge. And it's so not true. Like you have those muscles or it's going to keep you healthy. It actually increases your metabolism to lift weights and gain muscle. Um, and most of the time what people would want to look like is a stronger version of themselves. You have to eat enough fuel and you have to lift weights. It's not going to make you bulky unless you want to be. And trust me, it would, it's very hard to get there. I would love to look like those women who compete in CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> and I try to eat enough. I lift a lot. Like it's hard to look like that. You can't do that on accident. No, exactly. And I think there are a lot of stigmas around CrossFit about how, I mean, the ones that I've heard, like it's, you can hurt yourself. You're going to get bulky. The movements aren't correct. Like, can you speak on some of those and debunk those myths for me? Because what I see you doing is everything that people should aspire and want to do, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think a, it's, very important to choose a great gym with great coaches. If you have coaches who maybe aren't properly certified or maybe don't love what they do or aren't very hands-on, it's very easy to do all the movements incorrectly. Um, Our gym has intro courses so that you have one-on-one or like one to a group intro classes teach you all the movements versus just jumping in to a class. Um, like I said, I had prior training, so it was okay for me to do that. It's not okay for everyone to do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Um, so make sure that you have great coaches to properly learn the movements. Even if that means scaling, when you first start going to classes and then building up to be able to do the proper movements, the other way you're going to hurt yourself is we're all very competitive people. If you push yourself too hard in dance, you're going to hurt yourself. If you put your heart yourself in running, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And that's freaking CrossFit junkies who want to hit certain weights, even when you know your shoulder already hurts, your back already hurts, whatever it is, if you do it anyway, you're going to hurt yourself. So if you pay attention to your body and you listen to it and you trust that versus maybe what you thought you would do that day, 
but you're not going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Depends yeah. on how competitive you are with it. If you actually listen to your body and take care of yourself, you're not going to hurt yourself, but it's no different than any other sport, but people just like to like say CrossFit, oh, you hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, with improper training, maybe not great coaches and being too competitive when you shouldn't be and letting your ego get in the way. Yeah. You can hurt yourself. And I've definitely done all of those things, <laughs> but, but you learn from them. You learn, you learn from, from them. them to get better. Yes, absolutely. So it is what you make of it. And if you want to believe in the stereotypes, you can, but I think until you try it for yourself, I think it's one of the most incredible sports that I've ever come across. So, um, yeah, no, that all sounds so amazing. And you even take it to the next level and compete. I do. I love to compete. <laughs> What's that like? It's intense. I think like dance, sometimes you put on a bad performance and it's, you can be really hard on yourself. But every day in the gym, in the gym is a training opportunity. And I feel like every time I compete, it just reignites that fire of wanting to get better at whatever movement it is that I maybe didn't do so well on. Um, practicing running. I did really bad in some of the running workouts this summer in a competition. And that inspired me to want to run more because I held my partner back and um, wanting to get different movements and heavier weights to compete in different divisions. This summer I competed in the elite, elite division of my gym's competition that we have every summer. It's called the Treeline Classic. You have a guy and girl partner. And I was in RX my first year and my coach was like, nope, you guys are doing elite this year. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't feel like I'm ready for that, but okay, here goes that thing. Um, and I feel like he's really good about that. Like maybe pushing us to divisions or levels that we don't feel ready for, but getting that experience just makes you want to do well there the next time. Yeah. So I absolutely love CrossFit competitions not only individual, but teams, partners, whatever it is. I mean, you see photos from those competitions and even if it's one person, there is just a swarm of people yelling at the top of their lungs, cheering for your team, cheering for your gym. And like running, it's surreal having all those people come out and support you. And you just, we work so hard every day in the gym. You work so hard day in, day out, put hours in. You're eating certain ways. You're trying to get enough sleep, drink enough water to rest and recover to do it again the next day. And then to put it all to the test. It's amazing. No, I, I see, I see all your posts about when you're at your competitions and all the hard work that goes into it. And it's so real and it's so, it's super amazing to see. And like, I obviously am not familiar with the CrossFit world, um, but like you are like such an inspiration and like make me curious about it, which is why we're having this conversation right now. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are curious and interested in CrossFit, but they're just scared because of those myths and just seeing how hard it looks. But it's like, if you don't try, you'll never know. Like you, you didn't, you didn't necessarily want to go to your class, but you did it. Exactly. And it's cool too. Like, yes, I'm 22 years old and I'm fit and yeah, maybe it looks like I could just jump into a class and I would have been fine. But the reality is, is we have 50 year old, 60 year old, 70 year olds who comes to these classes. We have people of all different shapes, sizes, ages, walks of life. Anyone and everyone can do CrossFit. One yeah. of my favorite 
woman in our gym is a 70 year old woman who is just a freaking badass and shows up every day. And she competed in the open with me last year. Like she's just a rock star. And does she scale the movements that I'm doing? Yes, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, she shows up. And no one's getting shamed for looking a certain way or scaling a certain movement. Everyone's getting a high five at the end of the workout for all dying together. Yeah. It's community with working out in the fitness industry is such a beautiful thing. And there's, there's nothing like it. And it's out there for whatever people want to do, whether that's CrossFit, like you running, dancing for me, and just whatever it is for people, there is a community of people who are there and want to love you. You just got to find that community and hold on to it. Oh, absolutely. I always tell people too, my mom goes, you're obsessed with working out. And I go, yeah, but you throw me in the Globo gym and I would probably stand on a treadmill and walk out 30 minutes later. You throw me in a CrossFit class, throw me in a spin class, throw me in a community and I could be there for hours. It's so much different. Find your niche and find your community. It's, it'll change your workout experience. I agree 100%. Like once yeah, like maybe we are obsessed with what we do in our working out, but it's not, it's so much more than just the physical um, aspect of it. It's the community and the people you're surrounded with. And that's just the type of people you want to be around who lift you up to be better. And not only whatever sport you're doing, but just life in general. And I'm sure that's what your community at Treeline brings for you. Absolutely. All of my closest friends are people that I've met at the gym at this point. I met my boyfriend at the gym. Our best friends are all from the gym. I love so it. All the time. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting to meet my running boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> well, he's out there. <laughs> I, I literally manifested into the world. I go, I want to literally run into my boyfriend. Like yes. not just like run into him when I'm like shopping or something. Like we're both on a run yes. and we run into each other and lock eyes and fall in love. I see it. I see it in front of me. Um, I can't wait to hear all about it when it happens. I want a text message as soon as it happens. <laughs> I, I ran into my boyfriend, my future Hi. husband. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's so awesome that you met your boyfriend doing something that you love and all your friends and your community. It just, this is, this is what you're meant to do right now. You know? I feel that 100%. <laughs> um, but I think this conversation has been like absolutely amazing and super eye-opening even for me just because like I said earlier I don't I don't know much about CrossFit. Um, what tips or advice would you give for someone out there who's curious but is scared to try? I would say phone a friend, bring a buddy. You don't have to do it alone. Even if you just bring the friend the one time, at least it gets you in the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also I would say wherever you're wanting to try and start CrossFit, call the gym first. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always happy to help. And like I said, if it's a good gym with good coaches, they should offer you more support than just throwing you into a class if you need it. Um, yeah, just start. Just do it. Don't wait until Monday. Don't wait until the first. Just do it. Whatever sport you're looking to try or whatever activity you're looking to get into. Everyone was a beginner at one point. Everyone has their first day. And if anyone shames you for that, you're in the wrong spot and go find the one down the street because I can promise you that's not how it should be. I love that. And one last thing, if you could tell younger Maddie something that you wish you would have known back then that you know now, what would that be? 
Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. I know I it's a tough I would put myself to oh, it's so cliche, but just show yourself some love. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some grace. Food is fuel. Love yourself. You only get one body. I think that's something that I came to learn as I got older. Like you only get one chance and you only get one body and it's yours for life. And that's what you're stuck with forever. It's your temple. So how do you want to treat it? Like are you going to feed it with junk food or starve it or overwork it? Or are you going to shower with love? Give yourself rest when you need it. Be grateful for all it does for you and feed it with fuel. I love that. And I don't think that's cliche at all because I think that's something so simple that people forget. So, oh, this podcast has been so amazing and I just can't wait to share it. And I just thank you so much for your time. And um, like, I will never be where you are in CrossFit, but maybe I'll go take a class one day. Yes. If you're ever in Eugene, come join me. And it's okay. I'll never be where you are with running. You're a freaking badass. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about your marathon journey and Maddie, just thank you so much for being here. Um, before you go, where can the people find you? What's your Instagram? Like all that good yeah. stuff. I'm on Instagram at Maddie B Myers. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to put that down in the show notes and I'll also put Treeline CrossFit down there too. If any of my Eugeners, want to go try out a class with you yes text me and we can go together i'll be your buddy (laughs) perfect well maddie thank you so much and um thank you to all the jewish health listeners who are listening and don't forget you guys can forever and always do the hard things and i'll catch you guys next time